0: The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said to the twelve, Fear no one. Nothing is concealed that will not be revealed, nor secret that will not be known. What I say to you in the darkness, speak in the light. And what you hear whispered, proclaim on the housetops. And do not be afraid of those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. Rather, be afraid of the one who can destroy both soul and body in Gehenna. Are not two sparrows sold for a small coin? Yet not one of them falls to the ground without your father's knowledge. Even all the hairs of your head are counted. So do not be afraid. You are worth more than many sparrows. Everyone who acknowledges me before others... I will acknowledge before my heavenly Father, but whoever denies me before others, I will deny before my heavenly Father. The Gospel of the Lord. In the gospel we just heard, we kind of came in in the middle of a conversation that our Lord was having with the apostles. We come in midway at a word where Jesus is saying, fear no one. But what he just said is important for us to know. In the midst of that conversation, he was speaking about the disciples and how they were going to be sent out, the twelve. And he said, now to let you know, they're going to drag you before governors they're going to scourge you. You will be hated for my name, and you will be persecuted. And we pick up here. But fear nothing. Right? <laughs> this can be absolutely terrible. Don't worry. Right? This is essentially kind of where Jesus picks up today. And then we continue on. You know, fear no one. And then this, this recognition that uh, that you are worth more than many sparrows. There will be persecutions. There will be trials. There will be difficulties. Certainly. But the Father is mindful of you. The Lord is listening for you. If a sparrow doesn't fall to the ground without the Father's knowledge, how much more so one of his beloved children. This is a source of our courage. And three times our blessed Lord tells the disciples in the short passage that they need not fear. Be not afraid. Fear no one. Persecution of the church is part of her very nature. It's not something we like to think about, necessarily. It's not something that one would associate with the ordinary part of the life of Christianity. Indeed, the world today, in so many places, Christianity is marked by a gospel of prosperity. That the Lord will bless you, you will be found in riches, you will have peace, you will have joy, you will have all good things. But if we look at that gospel message versus what Jesus actually told his disciples and what the church for 2,000 years has experienced, we recognize that one is not like the other. Persecution is our lot. Our blessed Lord spoke to his disciples elsewhere. He said, if they hate me, they will hate you too. Now pick up your cross and follow me. These are only two of the many places where our blessed Lord indicates that the way of a Christian is not an easy one. It is a trial, but it is a trial worth going through. It is something worth picking up one's cross. It is worth enduring anything and everything this world may bring against a person on the sake of their faith. Because heaven is ours. If we remain faithful, if we do not deny Him, He will not deny us. There's nothing spoken that will not be made known loudly, nothing endured that is not accounted for in the mind of God. We will experience sufferings, but we need not fear. Again, to reiterate that persecution is part of our very nature. Cardinal Van Tuan, who died only a few years ago, was a man who spent some 13 years in solitary confinement, in prison camp, because he was Catholic, because he was a bishop, because he led his people in the way of the gospel, contrary to what his government wanted of him. And he was imprisoned. And he was able to write to a friend, and his friend was able to bring him his medicine. Bring me my medicine. His medicine consisted of a small bit of bread to help his stomach. And a little grape, a little, uh, just a little something to, to kind of help sustain him. And Cardinal Antoine would take the grape and allow it to ferment so it would become a few drops of wine. And he would offer those few drops of wine in one hand and a small bit of bread in the other. In the solitary confinement where he was forced to, um, where he was prevented from offering anything of his faith, he was secretly able to offer Mass. And there he was consoled. There he was brought close to the Lord Jesus in the midst of his sufferings. His, that the persecution that he was experiencing... He recognized that it was indeed for him a gift. Something to be offered in union with the cross of Jesus Christ. And it was that same cardinal who, after being freed, went out and proclaimed to his friends, the faithful, that although the church has always understood herself to have four marks by which we can recognize her presence, which we profess each week in the Creed, namely that she is one holy, catholic, and apostolic He suggested that we add a fifth. We can always recognize the church because she is persecuted. The church is one holy, Catholic, apostolic, and persecuted. The twelve apostles attest to this from the beginning. The Lord Jesus killed them not to fear for good reason, because he sent them out as lambs among wolves. 11 of the 12 apostles were martyred for the faith. And it wasn't because they just missed one. It wasn't for lack of trying. They, told, they put St. John, young St. John, who was old St. John at the end of his life. They tossed him in a vat of boiling oil to kill him. And he survived. <laughs> so they just put him on an island and left him to die. All the rest of them were killed. By crucifixion, by beheading. By stoning, by arrows, by being skinned alive, and more. Be not afraid. They trusted. And even in the midst of those things, they trusted. And the early church was marked by a wave of martyrs. Young people, the old, and everyone in between, martyred for their faith. In the early church, they would take entire Christian families and bring them into the Colosseum where the people might be able to watch them be mauled by animals, much to their applause and delight. The death of Christians was the entertainment of society. And sometimes it got dark at night, as it does. So they would take Christians and mount them on posts up high, soak them in oil and light them on fire so they could have lamps to keep the lights going at night. Christians... Only because they were Christians, ordinary people like yourself. But because of their faith, because they claimed the name of Christ, they suffered. We can go throughout the centuries and point out that countless martyrs offered their lives for the faith. Unless we think that it actually is getting better, unless we think that martyrdom is something old and in the past that we don't have to worry about today... The simple fact is, if you look at the numbers, the 20th century had more martyrs for the faith, more people killed for being Catholic, than the previous 19th centuries combined. More people killed in the last 120 years now than the previous 1,900 years combined. I read about a story just a couple of days ago, Pope Francis Recognizing that a religious sister was killed in hatred of the faith, as it's called, which is the first step to being proclaimed a martyr of the church. And you know what she did? She taught catechism. A religious sister who taught catechism at the local parish. And three of the teenage girls hated her for her faith. And one of the girls, they, they conspired together. One of the girls called the sister up. And feigned a a pregnancy and was looking for help, she said. She was looking for someone to to help her. She was scared. And so they agreed to meet at a park. And when the sister arrived, the young woman, who was the one who called, was joined by two friends, where they beat the sister against a wall and stabbed her nineteen times, where she died because she was a Christian, and nothing more. So what's the good news? St. Augustine always says, if we listen to the gospel and we leave the church dejected, we didn't hear the actual gospel. We heard a false gospel. So all of this is simply to say that persecution is our lot. But there is good news here. Is that we do not belong to this world. And persecution that indeed may happen. Very often. Is our crown of glory in heaven. Jesus when he was resurrected. Still had his wounds. And we refer to them today as his holy and glorious wounds. They are the source of mercy for us. And continue to be. In heaven. A person who offers themselves in any way, if not in blood, at least in the small sufferings of people disdaining us by holding to the Catholic faith today, which still very often happens, in all of these things, we are victorious. In other words, there is nothing that this world can do. To take from us the promise of heaven. Nothing. If we stay close to him. To stay close to our blessed Lord. And he is there with us. It's not a feat that we have to just muster up the strength for ourselves. None of the martyrs of the faith were able to offer their life just because they were able to just tough it out. They relied upon the grace of Jesus Christ given to them. They relied upon the fact that they had been to communion, to confession. That they had spent time in prayer. That they had received the sacraments. That they knew the Lord cared for them far more than many sparrows. All of this is a source of hope for us. A source of great consolation. To recognize that persecution happens in the world is to recognize that we are called not to be part of the world but to be members of heaven to set our eyes there ultimately all of this is a way to continue to remind the church of her ultimate mission the salvation of souls sometimes it comes at a cost of shedding blood sometimes it comes at a cost of being mocked in public Made an example of for others. But no matter what, if we hold fast to our faith, Christ will hold fast to us. If we do not deny him, he will not deny us. It was true of old of Jeremiah, who was the mockery of the entire people of Israel, but the Lord was faithful to him. He was faithful to the apostles to every saint of the church through the centuries, and he's faithful to you as well. His grace is with every one of you. And this is the good news, is that nothing can take us from his hand. Absolutely nothing. This is the source of our hope. This is the source of our faith and trust in him. This is the reason when we can experience any number of trials in this earthly life, either persecution from the world or simply bearing the cross in this earthly life, and in the midst of all of it, we can hear those words from our Lord, Be not afraid. Trust. Our Father is faithful. He listens to us. He is not deaf to us. We are worth to him more than many, many sparrows.